and welcome to the Last of the Late Breakers podcast with me, Damon Grimshaw, your host. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, give me a like and a follow on uh, on my social medias, um, Last of the Late Breakers pod on Instagram and at, late, at LBreakers on Twitter. Thank you very much and enjoy the show. How do people? Episode 13 here. Start off with an apology. I've um, been a bit lax on the old podcast front recently. Um, just a few personal issues. Uh, but we're back again and I'm going to record, basically I'm going to change the format just for, I'm going to do a flyaway episode, um, cover all the flyaways, then I'll record a Valencia episode straight afterwards uh, and get that out, um, and then I'll carry on as I was going to do uh, with the BSB showdown, blah blah blah, cover all that, and then uh, do some stuff about the, about the um, do some stuff regarding the tests and some off-season got a few bits planned for the off season uh, I'm going to do uh, rider episodes so I'll focus on a certain rider um, and because of s- circumstances I'll start with Jorge Lorenzo that'll be in three episodes of time uh, so something to look forward to I'd like to thank um, everyone who's followed me on Instagram and on Twitter and everything else it's been really cool, I've had a little bit of feedback uh, I've had some subscribers as well which is really nice, it's really cool I mean, I'm not, I'm not chasing a big fan base. I do it, I do it because I like to talk about bikes. But it's nice to get a little bit of feedback, so I'm really chuffed. So I'll start off, I'll start off with Japan, um, and then we'll go from there. So in a heavily uh, weather-affected weekend, um, Mark Marquez started Honda's home round on pole position, and uh, that completed the calendar for Mark Marquez. He's now held pole every single round on the calendar, which is incredible. Um, a bit of news at this round, uh, Nakagami announced he will ride in Japan and he'll take the rest of the season after recover from a shoulder injury he got at Athens. Athens, middle of the bloody season, it's crazy. Um, and he will be replaced by Johan Zarko, which is awesome, pretty chuffed about that. Um, I mean, there was, there was loads of things touted about about Zarko, what he was going to do and everything else, so it's pretty cool that he's got himself a little ride and, you know, if he can prove himself at Honda, you never know, do you? So, from the pole position, um, Mark got uh, a very comfortable lead um, over Fabio Quattararo um, and third place Morbidelli. In the early stages, the two the two satellite bikes of Fabio and Morbidelli looked super strong. Um, they held on to Marquez's tail for quite a while, and he, Marquez just seemed to edge away. Uh, but in the, I say in the early stages, um, it looked like it was going It was a case of it's a fight for the second and third place on the podium. Uh, the sort of, the yo-yoed a little bit during the race, but um, it got it got a bit more exciting when um, when a few of the guys joined the podium fight for the second and third place. So with 15 laps to go, Dovi and Miller decided to join the party and everyone likes it when Miller joins the party and it's pretty cool when Dovey joins the party so they were all fighting for um, they were really fighting for third because at this point Quattararo had edged away slightly um, he'd actually caught up with Marquez I think it was within a second so he was starting to pull for a hell of a fight um, it looked like it was building towards a bit of a humdinger not humdinger, a barnstormer um, but it never really materialised. With 14 laps to go, um, Fabio 
stuck a hell of a move on Miller into fourth place. Um, and it was a proper, it was a proper Dovey move. It was really, like, calculated, and it was just perfect. And just one thing on 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 Jack Miller, um, he's been, this season for Jack Miller has been incredible, and I'm really looking forward to doing an episode on Jack Miller. I really am because there's a lot of, there's a lot about Jack Miller. It's same same with. Um, same with Cal. There's a lot that they've done that people don't don't really know about. Scott Redding's another example. He's done so much in his career and people only see the latter part of the career. So I'm really looking forward to getting my teeth into that. I've done I've done quite a lot of notes and stuff to get to get myself going, so it's gonna be really exciting for me as well. Well for me personally, I can't wait to start start talking about everybody. Sorry, I'm on a tangent again. Um Maverick Vinales um, ever so slightly started catching Dovey um, but Dovey was also catching a slowing Fabio Quattrero onto the last lap this last lap was absolutely incredible like you didn't know where to look because Fabio was creeping back towards Dovey or Dovey was catching Fabio in truth and then Maverick was also catching Dovey. So it was like another lap, and that would have been like, whoa. But it didn't really, unfortunately, it didn't really work out that way. Um, it just ended up the way we thought it was going to at this point. So uh, it just didn't materialise. But like I say, I think another lap, and that podium would have looked slightly different. I I think that podium wouldn't have had Fabio Quattrara on it if there had been another lap in that race. That's just my honest opinion. Um, so with Mark winning that race, uh, that gave Honda the constructors, which is quite an achievement. So the two out, they've got two out of three at the moment. Um, when you consider, when you consider what Mark Marquez has done on that Honda, and he's been he's been the only consistent rider on the Honda. I mean, Cal Crutchlow had his bits and bats, but Mark Marquez has absolutely carried that team this season. Um, it's it, it, Honda are so lucky that they've got Mark Marquez because they'd be nowhere. They'd be absolutely nowhere. I mean, they the be the first Honda home was in fifth place, and that that's not going to win your title, is it? And, uh, an interesting um, an interesting bit of, uh, bit of information I found the other day was if Mark Marquez didn't exist as a bike rider, would Dobby would potentially be a three times world champion? And that is crazy, crazy. I mean, when you think of how how close Dovey's run Mark in the last two seasons, that could have been Dovey's domination, but because of Marquez, it's not. It's crazy. It's crazy. So the top ten of that race um, was obviously Mark Marquez on the Honda, and then following him up in second place was Fabio Quattararo on the Yemi. Uh, he was not pointing seconds back, so Mark rolled it towards the end, as you'd expect. Um, Andrea De Vizioso coming third, 1.3 back. As I say, he was catching, he was catching so quickly. And behind him was Mav, uh, further 2.3 seconds, 2.6 seconds back, sorry. Then there was quite a gap. Um, Cal Crutchlow on the Honda was 9.1 seconds adrift, followed by Morbidelli, 
Rins, Mia, Petrucci and Jack. Um, not much to say really in regards to that um, to that result. It's kind of what we expected. Mark had a hell of a crash on the in practice, as he does. Um, but the sort of take the, the best thing to take away from this round was uh, Fabio had wrapped up the rookie title with a second place finish, which kind of shows you what season he had because. At the beginning of the season, people were saying how he didn't deserve to ride that bike. He did not. He didn't deserve to be in MotoGP. He didn't have done nothing prior. Blah blah blah. And he's been a revelation on board that satellite Yamaha. And I'm already excited to see him next season. I mean, I think there's a small possibility that it beats it beats one, if not both, the factory guys. I mean, Rossi had a race to forget. He was in 11th place and crashed out. Um. And Fabio rolled in second. That's not a nice start, is it? Um, another rider who would like to forget this race is Jorge Lorenzo, who finished 17. Which is a real shame because he has got a good history at the Japanese Grand Prix. He had, some incredible, he had an incredible race with Rossi in 2010. M2, were, M2 fought tooth and nail. But those days are long gone by the looks of things. Something needs to change for Jorge, um, I'm going to say it, I think he needs off that Honda and back onto a Yamaha Suzuki, little cut there. We all know what's happened, but this is a, a, a review of what's happened in the, last, in the flyaway races. But I'll get to Jorge Lorenzo in the, probably the next episode. Um, they get, how, uh, I'm not going to be talking about it, but anyway. Um, at this round, the Jorge Lorenzo retirement rumours got a lot of momentum behind him. Um, and I actually wrote a note here saying I don't want him to leave MotoGP. But as you probably know, he has. Um, so that wraps up my, my review for the Japanese Grand Prix. So I'll chuck, I'll dive straight into the um, Australia. Uh, I might as well, while we're here. So, in the Australian round, uh, Mark Marquez took another incredible lap win uh, after last lap drama, so a mad crash into the into NG corner. I mean, when I've crashed like that, how I've crashed on track, and it, obviously no one knew as fast as he did, but it's horrible. Literally, that when that when that rear comes round, there's nothing you can do. There's literally nothing you can do. And uh, he was lucky not to get hurt, to be fair, because he was motoring. Um, so from the from the off, we had uh, we had a bit of a blessing really. Um, Valentino Rossi was in his 400 Grand Prix start, and he actually led into the first corner. Let's not forget, Cal Cru uh, Rossi goes very well at Phillip Island. He, he dominated there for something like seven years, something like that, and then then um, was it six years? Maybe six years, and then Casey Stoner turned up. So. Rossi goes very well at, at Phillip Island. Um, so he actually led into the first corner, followed by Cal, who got a great start. And <laughs> third place was Andrea Iannone. Yeah, Andrea Iannone was in third place in the first corner. Crazy Joe, causing havoc. you got to love it. It's fantastic. Um, a bit of drama. Um, Fabio Quattararo ran wide. Um, he, I believe he was riding injured um, at this point. And he was actually taken out by he was in the it was he ran into the gravel and he was taken out by Danilo Petrucci who had a huge high side I mean oh Jesus 
Christ Almighty. It was a monster of ice ice. Onwards and upwards, well, for some of us. Um, Ross's lead was awesome, but it didn't last too long. Three laps in, uh, and Cal managed to squeeze past Valet, and it started the uh, the fade for Valentino, which has been a very common occurrence at the moment, and he eventually dropped to seventh place. Um, Crazy Joe actually had a go at leading. <laughs> he led, uh, which was incredible, and that Aprilia, I mean, he's awesome, it really was. P.I. is such a good leveller. Um, but Crutchlow was quickly back past him. Um, Maverick um, got himself ahead of Cal uh, and edged away slightly. And Mark Marquez uh, realised this and he put one hell of a move for, on Cal through Lucky Heights. If you haven't seen what he, how he moved past Cal Crutchlow, watch it. It is absolutely crazy. He literally turfs him. He gets his trouble and shifts him. It's like move, move, fuck out coming through. It was right on the edge of being dirty. It really was. There was no way. An eighth of an inch to the side, and that would have been one hell of a crash. Um, but it wasn't. It was just a rough move. Uh, but no one got hurt, so it's all good. Um, this year's sort of Mark Marquez um, technique has been to hawk, not hawk, hunt like a hawk. So he sits on the back wheel for so up to 20 laps uh, and he just studies and studies and studies um, and then he makes a move and he and he just disappears um, and that's exactly what he did in this round he he, he stayed behind Marv for two thirds of the race and he sat behind him and he, you could see him sitting up in the straight you could see him rolling the throttle and sitting up um, and then he decided to have a go at him um, down the straight, and it just looks just looked effortless. It really did. He literally, it just looked like he decided to keep the throttle a little bit longer and just pop past him. You know, sorry, mate, just popping by. It was unbelievable. Um, Mav built up some momentum on the last lap, and going into MG, um, he lost a rear and crashed, which was a hell. It was a, it was a real shame because it looked like him and to be fair, I think um, Mark Marquez had it at that point anyway. And I think it was a bit of a desperate move from uh, Vinales, but he still had to go. He still had to go. I mean, even he even said in a in the post race interviews, he'd rather have crashed and had a go rather than just sat there and took second place. Which I think is great. You know, it's it's what we want to see. We want to see people fighting for the front. We want to see people taking the fight to Mark. Taking it back to anybody, I don't care who's at the front. Um, if if Rossi was at the front, I want to see people taking it today. I want to see bike racing. I want to see overtakes. I want to see you know everything. You know you don't want to see someone run away. For the last ten years, it's been it's very much been that way with a few odd races scattered here and there. I mean Lorenzo's prime used to just literally disappear. He'd get to the front, get a rhythm, and be off. And uh, as 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 awesome as it is to watch. And, and witness, it's a bit boring, it's a bit time trialy, and that's not why we watch MotoGP specifically. Um, so, at the Australian Grand Prix, uh, Mark Marquez took the win, uh, and Cal Crutchlow scored second to get Honda 1-2, which was awesome. After Mav crashing out, he kind of got gifted a second place, but it was going to get a podium anyway, because he was well clear of the fourth place man. Um, 
The big winner for me was Jack Miller, who got a home podium. Third place for Pramac and and Jack on that Ducati. Um, Jack was pushed all the way by Bagnaya, who scored an awesome fourth place. Um, and that's a really good finish for that Pramac team. Um, proper light. It's a really solid finish. You, do, you don't really expect to see both Pramac in the top, in the top five. Um, fantastic, fantastic result for both of those guys. Uh, Juan Mir actually rolled in behind him, celebrated the best uh, result of his rookie season, which is another another absolute belter. What what more could you ask for from from Juan Mir? He's had a bit of an up and down season. Um, he's had an injury and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Andre Iannone finished sixth um, after a, he started like a scolded cock, but he faded towards the end. Uh, but you can put that down to Aprilia's development. Uh, Aprilia are well behind with development. And that was very much a that was very much a bite the a bite the screen. It was an Espargaro type of ride from Iannone, which is kind of what we used to see from Iannone. It, it was one of these guys that would just pull a result out. It'd either be in the gravel or it'd be in the top five, a top ten sort of thing. He's but he hasn't had that this season. He's been a bit it's been a bit up and down for him. He's had, he's had a rough season. So it was good to see a good finish, uh, a good confidence boost. And he beat his old teammate as well, uh, his fellow Italian, Dovizioso, um, which is awesome, because he was uh, less than a tenth back from being honest. But he had a bit of a good ding-dong towards the end. Uh, Valentino finished eighth uh, after briefly leading the race, but he faded, he faded towards the end, and it's, it's becoming a very, uh, very regular issue for Valentino. Um, Alex Rins uh, finished ninth despite starting really well. Uh, he, he was running fourth at one stage. Um, the last man inside the top ten was Alish Espigaro on that second factory Aprilia. So both Aprilias finished in the top ten. And I think that's fantastic. I think that's really good. It's it's good to see a bit of progress because since Aprilia have come in, they've done fuck all really. They've been naff. Um, they've, they've they've not really done anything of any interest. They've had a couple of good qualities. Uh, couple of good results from Alish and that's about your lot really so it's nice to get both of them inside the top 10 and hopefully they can build on this I know there's been talk of a lack of development and they're not going to bring anything to the tank test which is really which is really shit because you've got two days in Valencia coming up so it's a bit bit poor on their part but then it's only a, it's a very small team with a, with a fairly small budget so Johan Zarco finished 13th on his debut on the LCR Honda, um, while Jorge Lorenzo finished stunned at last over a minute behind his teammate Marcus. Tito Rabat and Mika Kelly are both DNF'd, um, which is a bit of shit really. Uh, so just a quick recap, we had Mark from Cal, from Jack Miller, Francisco Bagnaya, Juan Mir, Andrea Iannone, Andrea Dipizioso, Valentino Rossi, Alex Rins and Alicia Espagaro. Another stellar performance from Mark Marquez. He looked he looked comfortable sitting behind Vinales, and he took he made the when he made the move he kind of it it was a done deal. As soon as he got past him, it was like right here we go, it's gone. Um, good confidence boost podium for Jack. You know Jack he's always good uh, entertainment. You know he did a little showy on the on the podium, and I I've got I've. Got a li- I've got a little bit of a thing for Jack. I'm not gear out, but I f- he's just awesome. Like you see his videos and stuff, and he's just he's just awesome. He's awesome. 
he's good for the sport. He, he's, he's a fresh face. He's always, uh, he's always, his comments are very interesting. Um, hopefully, Miri and Ioni can build on their finishes from Australia. Rossi had the same demons as last race, starting well and fading towards the end. Uh, Mouth um, crashing out. You could say that he was the biggest loser, but I don't think so. I think he did. He did. He, what he did was awesome. Where he just went balls. I'm having a go at this, and if I crash, I crash. And that's what I personally I prefer to see. That I've said. I've just said it. I would much prefer to see a rider going for it instead of going. Oh, I'll just finish here. I think fuck this. Let the brakes off and let's see what happens. So it's all good. So on to Sepang. Um, Fabio Quattararo took a sensational pull for Yamaha, but his fellow teammate uh, Maverick Yalis led every lap to take a dominant win ahead of Marquez and Dovi. Uh, the win was Vin- the win was the whole race. Um, he took the lead and just disappeared and never let it go. Um, but then Malaysia has always been a strong Yamaha track. If you remember last year, Rossi had an incredible race, but he. he he uh, did he bow to the market his pressure I don't know but he fell um, I think he was push, pushing a bit too hard um, personally and he crashed I don't think it was anything to do with the pressure from Mark because Mark was quite far back at that point but that's last year this year um, Paul Man Fabio um, he got he got a poor start he got a really poor start uh, and he slipped back into the mid-pack and he never really recovered so Jack Miller took the lead into turn one uh, under Vizioso and third was actually Vinales. The interesting part about the first corner was um, Mark Marquez, who went from 11th to 4th in the first, within like the first 10 seconds of the race. It was stonking. It really was stonking. So Vinales got past Miller on the first lap. Um, quite a nice move. Just Vinales doesn't make rash moves. It, 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 was, it was quite well calculated. Uh, Marquez passed Jack in second place at the final corner, uh, but Miller had to go back at him down the front straight, um, which, which is awesome. He literally was like, "Go on, then let's have a go," and uh, and he, he stuck it he stuck it up Mark's ass. So it was happy, it was it was happy happy days. Mark disposed of Jack uh, on lap three. Um, unfortunately for Mark, because of his little battle with Miller, Vinales eased to a 1.3 second lead at this point in the race. Uncharacteristic for Mark, this is as close as he got to Vinales, because usually what Mark likes to do is get some clear air and just go. You know, and he didn't get that opportunity. He, um, he, uh, you could see he tried. Um, he tried, he tried to catch up with Mav, but there was a couple of times he lost the front, and it was like I think he just sort of said to himself, right, let's just let's just get this thing on. Um, Vinales actually cruised to a three-second lead in this race and took the victory for Yamaha. The battle for third was the story of this race. Um, it really was. Um, it was actually between Rossi and Davizioso. You know, Rossi, I've just said in the last couple of races, has faded towards the end. Um, again, for for Valentino, Valentino's gone... In his career, he's gone fairly well at... Um, I fairly well at Sepang. Uh, so him and Dovi had a real had a real ding dong, and it got real close. Um, but unfortunately for Rossi, he had to settle for fourth. Um, he did 
he did say that he just didn't have the power to get past that Ducati. Uh, it was very clear to see how much the Yamaha struggled on the straights because if you watched the corner coming into the corner in the brakes, it was it was the Yamaha was straight there. Uh, the Yamaha would get it corner entry, mid corner, and as soon as it got to the exit, that Ducati just went boom, see you later, and it just disappeared. But for me, the the ya the Yams. The problem is if you if you add power to a bike, you can upset a lot of other things. The Yamaha looks like it needs more power, but it's a sweet, sweet handling bike, and that kind of when you watch that race, you kind of see that that is absolutely personified in that race because coming into the corners, Rossi would get right up with him into the mid middle of the corner. Rossi would be right there. And as soon as it opened out to the exit, that Ducati would just grab grab its bag and go. It'd be gone. So it's a bit of a shame for Yam. Uh, I believe they're bringing a a new engine to, to test him uh, with a bit more power in it. Uh, I don't know what at this point. I don't know what they're going to do to get more power out of the engine. Whether I heard something about a long um, a long bang engine instead of the short bang engine which they're running now, um, which I believe. Every other manufacturer runs a long bang engine, and I'll go into that in, into a bit more um, when I do a testing episode. Uh, so, Alex Rins was close behind in fifth. Um, he was lucky to actually stay on the bike after having a bit of a coming together with uh, Jack Miller. Him and Jack, I, it wasn't really a racing incident, it was more of Rins turned in and Jack had already committed to the, the corner and boom. Um, I believe Rins lost his, lost a winglet. Um, but it kind of ruined both their races to be fair. Uh, Jack Miller looked to be catching back up with them but he just didn't have the pace towards the end. He ran out of laps. The satellite duo the, who looked so promising in this race um, they had a race long battle together. Um, but they actually finished six and seven together. For me, this race it made Fabio look a bit petulant. He put some pretty desperate moves on. There was a there was a um, a move into the first corner, and it was never on. And he had a go, and he ran so wide. It was like, where are you going? What are you doing? He he looked a bit desperate, but he's he's a rookie. These this is what rookies do. But ultimately, he lost out because he finished seventh and. Moby did finish sixth. So, Jack Attack actually finished eighth on the Pramac Ducati uh, after his coming together with Rins. Um, like I said earlier, whatever whatever damage was done, I believe it affected his race because he didn't he didn't seem to look he didn't he wasn't there in this race. Um, Danilo Petrucci took ninth, uh, which is you know a top ten finish is what you need after a DNF, but. It's not where we thought we'd see Danilo after his winning Magello. I thought the winning Magello would springboard him onto other things, but it doesn't seem to. It doesn't seem to have happened for him for some strange reason. That the, there's been some interviews from guys at Ducati saying that he doubts his abilities. I mean, I imagine it's very easy to doubt your ability when you're at the top of the top of the world on a. On a on a factory Ducati in MotoGP, you know, 
I can imagine it's very difficult to understand why you're not doing what you should be doing. Um, ho- hopefully, you know, hopefully you can get some confidence going to the last round of the season. But fingers crossed. He's, he's, I like Petrucci. Petrucci is one of my favourite riders in in GPs. He's really he's, his. If you haven't seen the uh, the adverts for Shell that Dovi and uh, Petrucci do, it's quite funny. It's quite funny. Um, Johan Zarco and Juan Mir had a had a bit of a coming together. Um, Zarco was running inside the top ten, and he got taken out by Juan Mir. Which is a real shame because a top ten finish in your first Grand Prix on a Honda would have been an incredible finish, but it just wasn't meant to happen, I suppose. Russia blood to his bollocks. I don't know whatever happened. He he ended up with a long lap penalty and he finished tenth in the end. Did uh, Juan Mir? Um, it's a real shame we get like I said for Zarco, but um, it's one of them things, you know. Again, Mir is a rookie, and that's what rookies do. That they, they, they take this. Well, not even rookies do this. You, if anyone had been in that position, Marquez had been there, they'd have, t- they'd have still had, they'd have had a go. And unfortunately, they had a coming together and it didn't work out for Zarco. Uh, so to recap that race, we had Vinales from Marquez, from Dovi, from Rossi, from Rins, from Movadelli, Quattararo, Miller, Petrucci and Mia. And also in this weekend, Alex Marquez took his Moto2 title in fine fashion. Um, I've not done any reviews of the races for the Moto Two, just because I just I don't really I I I I I don't know I just didn't I didn't bother. Um, I will cover the Moto Two season as a whole at some stage. I'll do it in the off season though. But I'm sorry if I've let you down, but I just haven't had the time to do it. And I will get around to doing it. I'll, like I say, I'll do it as a as a season preview instead. Um, a quick Valencia preview before I do the Valencia episode. So the final round of the season is upon us, and it seems to have flown by. The circuit Ricardo Tormo is two point four miles of length, and it's fourteen turns in total. The two wheel lap record is held by Jorge Lorenzo in two thousand sixteen at one twenty nine point four. The last time he rode a Yamaha, so far. Um, in 2018, Davizio took a win in the wet from Rins and Paul. Um, I can't see the podium looking anything like that this, this year um, because the conditions last year were so rubbish. The four man going into this race for me has to be Vinales, even though he had a bang bang at Australia. He's, he seems to have clicked with that yammy. So I reckon a close race with Mark Marquez and, um, and Vinales and, and, and Dobby in third place. So that wraps up this episode. Um, I'd like to apologise again for the fact that it's so late and I haven't done it the way I wanted to do it, but I thought I'd better get one out there. Um, I'm going to do my Valencia um, podcast as normal and I will do, I'll add a bit of testing onto onto the back of that. Um, So thanks again. I apologise again, I'm really sorry. life gets in the way got in the way a little bit but it won't happen again it won't happen again so thanks again um and hopefully uh, i've not turned anybody off and i will speak to you all soon when i cover the valencia um, moto gp race 
there's some hella gossip to come out of that race as well. Hella gossip. So it's it's, it's worth listening to. Um, give me a like, give me a share, give me a comment. Facebook, I'm on everything. Uh, Last of Late Breakers, at Late Breakers on Twitter, Last of Late Breakers on Instagram. Get at me. Like, you know, just if you want to chat about anything, I'm, I'll happily chat about bikes all day long. If you want to come on the podcast, give me a little message. I'm up for that. Um, so thanks again, and um, I'll see you all soon. Thanks a, thanks a bunch. <laughs>